Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. I have with me today, Donnie Bovine, who is an entrepreneur, a kind of a serial entrepreneur, um, and he has founded Success Champions and a group called Success, uh, Success Champions Networking. It's kind of interesting because I was teasing with him earlier that I was going to introduce him as a turkey farmer and what kind of guy that's up to his knees in uh, chicken poo really teach us about business. Uh, but apparently there's a lot there. So uh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> there, there totally is. There totally is. So Donnie, welcome. So glad to have you. Oh, thanks, brother. I'm glad to be on here. Uh, dude, first, I got to tell you, I love the name of your show. Thank like, you. A- everything in my life is 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 centered around the kind of medieval fantasy world. All the branding's done in that way. So one sharp sword just fits right in our wheelhouse. So I was stoked when this one popped him up. That's that's so good. Thank you so much. I, uh, you know, the sub the subtitle that occasionally I will say out loud. Um, is you know that one sh- one sharp sword is so much better than a thousand dull knives and so many people live their lives trying to get through with you know here's another dull cut and here's another dull you know attempt and it's like you just need one sharp sword to cut through and you will get to what matters most and and so, yeah, some thought went I, into the the name, and I'm glad you love it. I'm glad. Dude, I, I love that. And I want to come right at you with it. So, Success Champions is the name of my company. And when I was naming my company, I was watching a movie, Troy, with Brad Pitt in it. And if you remember the beginning scene of that movie, Brad Pitt, you know, it, those two armies come together. And the kings get together and say, look, all of our men can die, or you choose your best, I choose my best, and whoever wins, wins it all. Long story short, Brad Pitt comes in, one move, kills the other guy, and instantly the war is over. And I was sitting there watching that. I knew success was going to be the name of my company. And I realized this king, this stuff used to really happen where kings and queens chose their one champion to go represent their entire company. And the first thought that ran through my head was... When do people choose them? When do they decide that they're going to be their own success champion? Mm Because nobody else is going to do it for you. Nobody else is going to step up and get you to success. You've got to be the champion of your own success. And that's how our company name came about. Can I just repeat or echo what you just said? You've got to be the champion of your own success. It's huge. That's huge. Um, You know, we, you and I both work with people who, are successful and we've seen our we've seen our share of people who are just waiting for their break <laughs> they're waiting for the sign they're waiting for and it's like the signs are right there the break is right in front of you and you've got to be the one to take that step you've got to be the champion of your own success and be brave enough to take a step and say okay I'm banking on me and and to recognize that uh sometimes there's work and sometimes the work feels like fun and sometimes it feels like uh you know 
herding <laughs> or corralling <laughs> chickens and turkeys and ducks. <laughs> and and, and well, things. you know, along that line, Doc, the the self-help movement has really harmed a lot of people's mindsets around this ideal. And here's what I mean. The first book that I was handed as a kid, and it's a phenomenal book, is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Right? The problem was, as I read this book, and I think a lot of people read that book, you hear, I can think and become rich, right? The book never says in there, you think and become rich, right? It's think and grow rich. Yes. And so I think uh, myself for 20 years chasing kind of that self-help guru world was this idea that I could manifest my destiny, that I could think my way to freaking success. And what people forget is like a buddy of mine, Tony Watley, put out this meme the other day that was just hilarious. And it's him standing in front of this massive dumbbell or barbell with a ton of weight on it. He goes, I'm manifesting that barbell up right now. I'm manifesting that barbell up. And he goes, well, damn, I still have to lean over and pick up the damn thing. And it was just funny to me to put it out that way. And I think that's where the self-help movements really hurt people because they've got people down this path that they can think their way to success. When success comes after getting punched in the face by working your ass off, you know, and doing the thing, screwing it up, learning from it and getting up and going again. That's exactly right. Yeah. People want this fantasy journey of, Ooh, look, magic things happen. And now I'm successful. Well, the manifestation, I think, you know, people see the end result, which is part of the manifestation. Uh, Let's use the barbell example. The way to manifest that barbell being up is get yourself to the gym. That's one, right? That that people are actually taking steps to do it. Um, And that it's not like, oh, I'm thinking, uh, right? There's There's a difference between magical thinking and manifesting. And, and you can manifest and usually it comes in stages, right? So stage one, I'm manifesting great strength, right? Where I'm going to lift this barbell. Awesome. Stage one, get your butt to the gym. I agree. (laughs) Stage two, lift small weights. Stage three, lift small weights some more, right? Sometimes it takes a while. So, well, and, and to, to, to can, pound on that you know i'm looking at tony in this picture and he's probably got 500 pounds on the ground and tony's not that big of a dude but he's able to pick up 500 pounds you know like multiple times i'm not sure how much weight it actually is but the only way tony manifested picking up 500 freaking pounds if we want to go that route is he showed up to the gym every freaking day picked up weights probably to his extreme pushed himself to his absolute limit then came in the next day and did push himself to his absolute limit came in the next day pushed himself to his absolute limit and eventually he got an incremental growth to be able to lift up that 500 pounds so so yes get yourself to the gym but it's more about getting yourself to the gym consistently every day show up do the work um I'll, I'll even take it to the farm for you. That's just a, a perfect analogy. So I do have a full working dwarf Nigerian goat farm, right? So That's we awesome. have a ton of goats on the property. And here's what I know. I don't get a day off of being a guy who has a goat farm. The goats can't take care of themselves, right? The goats right. can't feed themselves. They can't let themselves out in the pasture, Right. I could sit here all day and wish and hope somebody would come let them out. Somebody would feed them. Somebody would water them. Everything else. I can wish all I want. 
But every day, no matter what, I got to go out, throw hay to the goats, throw grain to the goats, water the goats, let them out in the pasture, let them out of the barn. I don't get a day off doing that. I chose this lifestyle. I love this lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. by the way, I run three companies. Why I have a full working goat farm, right? What people don't understand is when you're running a business, there are no days off, (laughs) right? You got to do the work until the work's done because I don't care if I go give a keynote presentation somewhere, fly back home. And if I get in at dusk, I still got to go out to the barn, put the goats up, put them, you know, so predators don't get them. Right. There's no days off of taking care of the farm. There's no days off in taking care of your business. It's the same thought process. People are living life to where they think they bought freedom by leaving corporate America and starting a company. Mm. Right? They left corporate America because they wanted all this freedom. They could work whenever they want, however they want, and the likes. And the problem with that entire thought process is the true people who are finding success aren't trying to work whenever they want take up. They're trying to build a lifestyle where work and life is so integrated and so yes. fun that you build this empire where your family's enjoying the ride as well. And it's all integrated. We're not looking for a work-life balance because work-life work. balance is only for people who hate what they do, right? <laughs> if, if you actually enjoy what you do, then everything's integrated and you're going to work until all the work's done. Yeah, there's a there's a great myth of uh, work-life balance. And the myth is that there's a balance that you are seeking and that someday you'll attain. And the, the reality is that being in balance is actually dynamic. It's never static. Right. So just as as you fix one thing, another thing moves. The other thing that I like to say is that, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who runs my own business, I only work two times a day. I work daytime and I work nighttime. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, only two times, um, daytime and nighttime. Uh, the truth is I am building I am building free time into into my uh, work life balance. I'm into my life, right? I'm building free time. And that is, you know, for a farmer, that's going to be different than some, you know, that's. Well, I'll speak right to that. I mean, so every Thursday, right around noon, we shut down the companies, all three companies, and we have a farm day because there's a lot of work on a farm. So my wife is here and we go work the farm. So whether that's fixing barns, fixing fences, you know, doing new projects or whatever. So, and what's cool is most of those activities are not a lot of heavy brain lifting technique, you know, activities. It allows you to actually put the, put the other companies on the back burner and you come back to them more refreshed. Yep. Yep, because I can jump on a tractor for three hours mowing the farm and, you know, you can kind of listen to a podcast, but those tractors are loud. <laughs> so you're just three hours for the most part lost in your own damn thoughts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you want to talk about a state of meditation because you just got the grind of the engine going. Uh, you know, all you are is just is so a better way of looking at this. So I got diagnosed with ADHD last year. Okay. And Squirrel. The, oh. Right, right, right. It comes back to a point. Uh, so uh, it 
I was a jerk as a kid and being diagnosed with ADHD doesn't give me an excuse for how I was, but it's a great explanation for how I showed up. Right. So what I realized after I was diagnosed is my entire life has been a series of distracted learning, which means I got to be distracted to learn. So as a kid, I doodled right to, to learn. So in the mornings, every morning at four o'clock, I walk the farm and listen to a podcast because the podcast is enough distraction to be able to focus on my companies, which has been really, really cool activity. And I created this whole thing called Champions 90. That's a free thing that people can go look up at champions90.com. And it's a way to get focused on your business for 90 days. Um, and what I found is I told everybody, I hate the whole idea of meditation. And because the whole idea of sitting for five minutes, my mind just can't do it, sit still like that. So when I told a, uh, a gal that's a friend of mine uh, that's a meditation coach, I'm like, I just can't even meditate. She goes, you idiot. Every time you are walking down that driveway or you're on your tractor and you're distracted enough to think, you're freaking meditating. And I'm like, wait, I didn't know that was meditation. So to bring it full circle, when I sit on that damn tractor, I didn't understand that that was a form of meditation, but that's how I meditate is being distracted enough to focus on thinking. I think that's really important. I've had uh, in recent podcasts, I've had uh, uh, somebody who's a a meditation expert uh, of sorts um, talk about how walking on the beach will clear your mind, but it's not really meditation. And, And I think the truth really is there are various forms of meditation. So absolutely walking on the beach, absolutely driving the tractor. Um, the idea of, of mindfulness, it's to let go of the lists that we keep in our head and to just be present. And when you're on a tractor, you've, you got nothing else. It's like you're on a tractor and yeah, the thoughts come and they flow. And, and the idea of meditation is you just pay attention to the thought and then you let it go and you pay attention to the thought and you let it go. And there's no like wrestling with it. And so just, Ooh, I, w- I want to add to it so for me, because it's a little different for me. Okay. So, so um, I'm glad I, I get these freaking uh, and it drives my team nuts um, because they're like, all of a sudden you get hit with like a bolt of lightning so especially when I'm listening to podcasts, uh, it's one of my favorite things to do on my walks, but I will hear something. And because I'm so distracted from the podcast and the walk doing two activities at once, um, it will hit my subconscious like a crazy thing. And I'm like, son of a bitch, where's that been? Um, and it's yeah. oftentimes the exact solution I'm looking for in the company. So, so for me, it's not about letting a thought go. I actually have to pull out my phone and capture the thought. Perfect. And then I go right back to it um, without thinking about the thought, but I've captured it so I can move on. You know, most of us have that happen in the shower and it's not that convenient to go reach out. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) It's like, darn it. (laughs) Let me write that in soap on the, on the shower door. I think it comes back to uh, kind of manifestation, you know, that you allow yourself to be open to um, here's the solution you were looking for, by the way. Right. It's, yeah. it's like, oof, it's served to you. 
And, and I think that's the truth for all of us is that it is right in front of us. If we just be open enough to, to listen to it, to see it, to, uh, to recognize it, it's like, it's right there um, when you need it. Well, <laughs> I, I also think you have to know where you're going. Uh, yes. Right. So so there's there's an idea behind being open to receive the thing. But if you're not asking specific questions of some sort, like so. So my biggest purpose in life is I'm going to help as many people get to business freedom as I possibly can. And the reason I'm going to do that is because nobody taught me business. Right. As as I got out there, I failed so miserably in business. And didn't want anybody to know years one, years two, because I thought if anybody knew how bad a business I was doing, nobody would do business with me. So I made myself an island, which only made my mental game worse, which only made me worse because yes. misery loves company. And once you start getting miserable, you'll find other ways to make yourself miserable and everybody else around you. Yes. So freaking uh, I realized along the way that everybody was saying, get in the game and start a business. There's a huge movement of leave corporate America, start your own company. Sure. So you got all these people that have left corporate America that were executives and salespeople and operational people that have never run a business their entire life. And this was my case. You know, I was a sales guy for 20 years. I had no idea how to run a freaking business. And now you're expected to go sell, do operations, do accounting, do all the things and all the moving parts that requires you to run a successful business. And nobody was really out there saying, hey, this is what you should do next. Here's the next step you go. Here's the next phase of that. So I started sharing all the things that I was screwing up and how I was figuring them out. And people started leaning in. And I wasn't selling anything. I was just trying to help as many freaking people as possible. And business were built around those ideas. But the the trick of the matter is, is once you decide to go down a path of what you know your purpose. So my purpose is help as many people get to freedom, right? Through building a business. That's a massive vision. And the only way I can do that is I have to big a, build a business to rival somebody like a Tony Robbins. I don't have no desire to be Tony Robbins. I have no desire to do it his way. He's a brilliant businessman because he's running, I think, like 101 companies at the tune of $7 billion. And people think of him only as a motivational speaker. They don't think about the business side of things. Right. Right. So for me to accomplish this, I'm going to have to build a business that will rival that, which is a monster undertaking. And it actually, truth of the matter, intimidates the hell out of me. As it should, right? Right. As it should. Absolutely. That's the vision of where I'm going. So for these thoughts to flow properly, you got to know where you're trying to end up. And so for me, everything then is a skill acquisition game because everything can be learned. And so, so I know like like right now, if you gave me the reins and said, Donnie, you're now president of the Tony Robbins companies, I'd fail miserably. Because I don't have the skill set. I don't have the mental upgrades. I haven't evolved enough to run that company. So all I know is between here and there is some sort of skill gap. Mm -hmm. And I got to go acquire those skills. So a lot of that being open to receive the information is knowing where you're going so you can ask the questions. And the questions can be completely generic in nature as long as you're focused on where you're trying to get to. I love it. You know what I call that? Tell me. The GPS. <laughs> I like it. I like you got to know. Look, you got to know where you are, where are you starting, 
You have to have your end goal in mind, where you headed. And then the whole thing about a GPS, like you could, you could know where you are and be sort of vague about where you're headed. A GPS won't get you there. You could be really clear about where you're headed and not have a clue where you are. GPS isn't going to get you there. Um, you could know where you are and be very specific about where you want to go and have your car in park. Yes. Right. And so the the key is where are you? Where do you want to go and move? Start taking action so you can get feedback. And and that I think for you is uh, what you define as as the skill acquisition game. Like as you make a move, you're going to learn something. As you make the you know oh roadblock, that's awesome. What's the workaround? So you're going to learn something. You're going to learn what it takes to actually get to that place you said you wanted to go. And what's cool is once you get there, you find out that there's another place to go. <laughs> like yeah. like it's like that's awesome. Now that I'm here, what's next? Well, and I love this whole framework of the of the GPS because what most people are trying to do, they're trying to become Waze. And right. with 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 Waze, Waze is going to give you the shortcut. Waze is going to give you the workarounds. What Waze is actually doing is making us dumb as navigators. Like you have to take an average person right now and say, read a map for me. They're yeah. they're lost. You ask which way is north, they have no idea, right? Yeah. Because ways not only will tell you the fastest route and reroute around all the traffic, they also tell you where the cops are and everything else. So people want the ways life. They want everything to come easy. They want the shortcuts and the hacks. What they don't understand is they should chunk the GPS somewhat out the window, right? And literally try and pull out the old school map and figure out how to navigate the way you're there. And the only reason I say that is because that's where you're going to make all the mistakes. That's where you're going to make all the screw-ups. And it's in making those mistakes and screw-ups that you actually learn everything because there, there's no better student or teacher in the world than failure, right? True. And so if people will look at life like it's an experiment, then there's no such thing as failure. Because it's just, you just learned a way it didn't work. You know, Heinz 57 is called Heinz 57 because 56 other recipes didn't work for him. <laughs> you know, so it's the idea that if everything's an experiment, then there is no failure unless you quit. So, so it means you think about, okay, I got this massive vision, what I'm going to try, what I need to do. It's a skill acquisition game. What skills do I need to learn to be able to get there? Now it's, okay, here's the skill I'm trying to learn. Well, I know I'm not going to learn it by reading a book or just watching a YouTube. I'm going to take the knowledge from that book, that podcast or the YouTube. I'm going to go put that in play, take the action, get punched in the face because I obviously have no idea what I'm doing first. And it's like the first pancake's never good. You know, it's the second and third ones that become really good, right? So then it's a series of going and screwing up, being okay with that because it's just an experiment. If yes. I'm just experimenting, I can experiment in a whole different ways and I can learn the skill until I get good at that skill and then figure out what's next. I think that's great. The, the place that I've seen with my clients, sometimes even with myself, is I have to fail. Like, like the, <laughs> yeah. right? the idea of I don't want to set out to fail. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back is you're not setting out to fail. You're setting out to succeed. And along the way, you're going to find 
roadblocks. And that's not a failure. That's a roadblock. And it's a setback. And what are you going to learn from it? And I love that, that, you know, there's no failure unless you quit. It's like, so, yeah. And I, I want to reframe that for you a little bit, because I think for me, the whole idea here is get excited about failure. And, and, and the reason you got to get excited about failure is because truthfully, that's how we as a species learn. You well, know, I think you, that's the key. It's, you know, I think, you know, what I'm saying is I don't set out to fail. I do set out to be excited about learning. So as I'm hitting this roadblock, it's it's not, oh, I failed and that makes me a failure. It's like, oh, this, this is new. Didn't expect that. Right. What am I going to learn from it? And that's where the excitement actually comes in. Yeah. So we have this set of codes in our companies. And, and so people would always try and call them core values. They're not core values. These are actual codes. These are what we live by, like just like the Knights Code. Okay. Um, so one sharp sword, we now have codes. Um, one of our codes is go break shit. And the reason we put that in play is because all too often, if we are not trying new things and having things break, we're either getting mundane, bored, or we are staying very, very static in growth. Nice. So, so, so if anywhere in the companies, things get very gray, like it, it gets very, very, very routine. We know we're not innovating. We know we're not growing. We know we're not trying something new. So that's why we put the code in. You've got to go break things by trying new stuff. It's not about purposely breaking anything. It's about right. trying something new, knowing it's going to break because it's brand new and doing it anyways. And that's allowed us to punch through a lot of personal head trash of, hey, should we try this program or should we hire this vendor or should we go down this path? Maybe social media is okay. Like right now, I'm trying to understand and learn YouTube. It's been a platform that's kicked my ass. And so I'm trying to learn it. The thing about YouTube is, as with most social uh, platforms, is that as soon as you learn it, the model changes. Yep. Right. And so you've got to be in a place of constant learning. Constant. Well, and, and I'll tell you, you know, for me, learning YouTube has been a really, it's been a treat even though it frustrates the hell out of me because it helped me understand one thing about all social media, all social media has one goal and that's oh, to keep people on the platform. You bet. Right. And so if you are not producing content that teaches or entertains and keeps people on the platform, the algorithm is not going to show you to anybody. Right. And so it's understanding which type of content and how the content is phrased, said, show up, everything there's so many moving parts in it that allows the algorithm to go okay we got something here let's show it to more people you are listening to one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most with your host dr wayne pernell you know you are bigger than the life you are leading it really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. 
It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Let me bring you back to you for a second. First, I want to ask you a to define something for me. And then I want you to talk a little bit about how that plays out. And what I'd love for you to define is what this what this phrase means to you. Okay. Business freedom. What does that mean to you? Specifically so, to you. I love it. So for me, business freedom is building freedom from your own mindset that made you the employee. Freedom comes when your life matches your expectations. And I just believe most people are going to meet themselves, which is the ultimate freedom. If you understand who you are, then that's going to get you to freedom, right? But the best way to meet yourself is to build a business. And the reason I say that is because in building a business, you're going to get to a point where you finally run out of your own excuses. Because mm. as an employee, excuses are freaking easy. Right? You can blame the economy. You can blame marketing. You can blame operations. You can blame anything. And they're legitimate excuses, right? There's, there's Somebody can be blamed for something. When you run your own business and it's your own thing, right? There is nobody left to blame. This is yours. And so the moment I walked out the back door of my farm and looked at my wife and said, babe, we're about to lose everything we own because I had no idea how to run a business was one of the darkest moments of my life. I'll bet. And, you know, I walked upstairs to my mirror and I looked myself in the mirror and I'm like, dude, you're not holding up your end of the bargain to this marriage, to your own life, you know, anything. And I'm like, you got to turn off the noise. This is on you, dude. How did you realize, you know what? I am so invested in success that I must change versus, wow, the circumstances are so big. I can't dig out. I, you know, and there's a lot of people that don't like this answer because I've said it on a few shows. Um, I personally had to get to a place where there was no choice because nothing else was working. I tried the journaling, the manifestation. I tried the goal setting, the visualizations. I tried freaking everything and nothing was working. And I can tell you specifically why none of it worked. None of it worked because I was looking for a silver bullet not to do the work, right? I was looking for the shortcuts, the hacks, and the likes to be able to do this stuff. And, and I wasn't wanting it to be hard. I was wanting it to be very easy. Building a business is not easy. So I needed to fail so bad that I had no choice 
but to build myself up. J.K. Rowling's got one of my favorite quotes of all time that it says, rock bottom's the foundation of which I built my life. Hmm. And it took me looking my wife in the eyes and say, we're about to lose everything, our dream farm and everything we've ever built to finally get me to go, all right, dumbass, it's time to freaking run. You got no excuses left. Nobody else is going to lace up your boots. Nobody else is going to go sell for you. Nobody else is going to do. And then I had to start getting punched in the face. And once I got to that place where I was out of excuses, and I, I literally, I love Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. But once I finally took ownership of my entire life, everything started to move in the right direction. It did not get easy. It actually got a lot harder. I was just willing to do the things that needed to get done so I could get where I'm trying to go. And, you know, I screwed up tremendously for two years in building a business. And it wasn't until two and a half years in that I looked at, you know, my now one of my uh, business partners and I was like, dude, this actually feels like a business. This actually feels like we're doing something here, you know, and, but it, it took a, a thing. So a phrase that I say around the team all the time that drives them absolutely bonkers that I say it, but I say it every time something breaks in a company, every time something screws up, goes south or goes wrong. I'm like, sorry, guys, my fault. And they're like, no, 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 that's I've screwed. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. It's completely my fault because it's somewhere Anything breaks in a company, it's ultimately back to me because I made a decision somewhere down the line that allowed that to break or screw up or happen. I'm not saying I'm at fault. I'm not saying I am a fault. I'm saying it's my fault. And every time I do that, my brain shifts from, oh, we screwed that up to solution mode. How do we yep. fix this, right? How do we make this right? How do we do it better next time versus going, you know, Johnny, what the hell? Why'd you let that happen? And you instantly turn off the solution mind and, and you won't fix whatever's breaking in the future. Nice. It's accountable versus blameful. Yes. Oh, Which that's is, that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Write it down. Okay. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, that was, that's, that's really good. So, so for you, that is business freedom. You know, there's the, the tales about burning the boats, right? And that, the the uh the warriors the soldiers that that uh came and and it's like okay <laughs> men we're gonna fight it's like <laughs> well we can't fight it's like yeah we're going to because i've burned the boats it's like now you have no choice so you got you put yourself in or you or you declared there's no choice we're at a point we're at rock bottom um so I, I love that. And for you, you know, it's, that's the other thing, by the way, is I've, I've worked with people that are like, well, I don't know, you know, I've never hit rock bottom. You know, is it still okay if I build a business? It's like, yes, <laughs> yes. start where you Absolutely. are. You don't have to. Don't do it the way I did it. <laughs> right. Your life doesn't have to be a disaster or a catastrophe in order for you to actually be a success. Allow yourself the wins. Um, and hopefully that you 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 know know that rock bottom exists and you don't have to be there. Right. Uh, just take on the accountability, right? So, um, all right. So th to that point, they need to become responsible to themselves. Yes. Somewhere along the line, uh, we as a society made it okay that we could let ourselves off the hook, like that we could celebrate our own weakness. 
if you will let yourself off the hook, even in business, you're going to let yourself off the hook everywhere else. Yeah. So letting yourself off the hook is not a thing. Oh, welcome Absolutely. back. I <laughs> <laughs> love these storms and everything else. I know. So yeah, at the time of this recording, um, if this, if the recording after edits sounds a little glitchy, the reason is that uh, both Donnie and I are in, are in places of unstable internet. Um, so yeah, let's talk a bit about, you know, you've talked, you've talked a little bit about your definition of business freedom. You've talked about how you got there and what you do with it. Um, you guide other people through this now too. Mm-hmm. So who's your ideal client? Like, is it somebody that has an entrepreneurial seizure and says, oh, I want to run a business? Or is it someone that's in business? Or, um, you know, is it someone that needs accountability? Is it someone that goes, I, I want this freedom? And is it okay not to want to work really hard? Like all <laughs> of that, right? So, yeah, now for, for us, I will say we're building a model to teach people how to make that leap and build a successful business. But our business is not focused there. Our business is focused on business growth. Um, we're looking for the people that have made the leap, gone probably two years in a business, and have now finally gotten to that place going, okay, there's got to be a better way of doing this because I'm still in a game. I'm banging my head against the wall, but this is still not breaking loose. That's where we want them because we will teach them how to actually change from a somewhat fixed mindset to a growth mindset and get into skill acquisition mode and actually teach them how to go through growth phase so they can actually scale. People often get confused between growth and scale, and most businesses only grow. They don't scale because scaling happens when a business goes from like 10 million to 100 million, and there's no increase in cost. So your cost of goods and and whatever it costs to run your business, that stays the same, but you bring on a massive amount of revenue. That's scale. Mm -hmm. Most people only experience incremental growth. You know, what's interesting about that is that isn't, I believe the statistic is that most businesses fail at year three. Right. It's sort of like make it or break it is year three. And uh, and most of them don't. Most of them actually don't succeed. And so if you're getting people that have had two years of I'm in it, but I don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, that is it is a amazing sweet spot for you. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of people that want these seven-figure businesses and bigger. There's a lot of people that are want, you know, I give me your people that are just creeping up on a hundred thousand, you know, maybe they're upwards of two hundred fifty thousand. Give me that that spot to where they're like, man, I'm still not sure if this is gonna, you know, make it go. We'll we'll help them really run. Um, and and let's be honest, the most people who find success. Or us idiots who were too dumb to throw in the damn towel. Logic <laughs> would have told most people to quit when business got as bad as it got and you're on the verge of losing everything. I should have went and got a damn job. Hmm. But I was so stubborn to go back to work for somebody else. And the main reason, and I don't mind telling this, the main reason I didn't go back to work when I should have 
was because I would prove everybody else's false beliefs true. What I mean is so many people are dreaming of a better life. So many people are like, man, I wish I could go start my own company and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And if I quit, they could have validation in not chasing their own dreams, right? Because oh God, by God, if Donnie can't do it, I can't do it. Now, I'm not sure a freaking soul was saying that at all as I was going through it. But that entire thought process kept me in the game more than anything else. I think that's really important for each of us, though, to recognize that, you know, whatever level you're at, I believe that you're that every one of the audience members listening to this or watching this is a leader. And even if you are working a J-O-B job or if you are a serial entrepreneur, you're a leader. And that and the reason you're a leader is that even as an employee, you're being watched. You are offering some model, some role model, and you're being watched. And so I believe that it is up to each of us as a leader to model the way. And it's not, I'm going to prove it to somebody. It's, I know that as a leader, I need to show up at my best and I need to show people what is possible. And, and in doing so, I will lift others along the way. So um, for me, it's, I love that. I love what you said about, you know, when logic tells you to quit and you're too damn stubborn, it's like, that's (laughs) that's awesome. That is how success happens. Right. And it's, it's you being that, uh, that stubborn leader that says, no, this is, this is going to happen. This is going to, I will find a way. And it's almost like it's a declaration at that point. I will find a way, you know? And uh, I think that's the magic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, truthfully, most people, when it gets hard is when they quit. So, so the best way I can explain this is like, you know, somebody's starting a company and they're like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast because the podcast is going to be the thing that builds my brand. So they get out, they record an episode, they put it out. It goes out to, you know, all the platforms and they're like, crap, I got to record another episode. Like, damn, that's a lot of work. So then they go out and they start, you know, doing another episode and they're like, you know what, this is too much work. You know, I'm going to screw that. I'm going to go write a book because a book is going to be the answer. So they go out and they start writing a book and they're like, oh my God, now I got to come up with chapters. Now I got to write all these words. Mm. Yeah, no, that's too hard. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. So let's do a YouTube channel. So then I go out and I start recording videos for the YouTube channel. Like, oh my God, I got to do this every week. I got to come up with ideas and contents and I got to edit it. That's too hard. So like, you know what? I'm going to write a blog because the blog is going to be the thing. So, and every time it gets to the moment of getting hard, they quit. Yeah. Success has found that moment that when it gets hard, you keep stepping forward and you start screwing things up and start learning from those screw ups and evolve. Because if you follow anybody's journey, that's at any sort of levels of success, when the times got hard, they leaned in and didn't run away from it. They're like, now this is fun. There's you a gotta make those fun times hard. Yeah, hard. hard times fun. Yeah, absolutely. There's a saying that um uh I just blanked, but what I was <laughs> what I wanted to, I just blanked on what the saying was. What I wanted to show you, there's an analogy, right? Uh, uh and 
And I, well, the saying is, uh, don't wish that your problems would go away. Wish for yourself to be strong enough to handle. Oh, it's Jim Rohn. It's Jim Rohn. It's Jim Rohn. So Jim Rohn says, don't wish it were easy. Wish you were better. So, uh, and I love that, right? Don't wish it were easy. Wish you were better. This is the analogy I use, right? Here's a 10 pound weight. And I just happen to have it in my office. <laughs> Look, I, uh, we right? got show and tell. I love it. <laughs> so as a, as a 10 pound weight, I could pump it. I could hold it. I guarantee you, if I held it out in front of me for long enough, it would get really like heavy. It yes. would be really hard. Now, the thing is that having that 10 pound weight and holding it out there, you know, maybe I can do it for 10 seconds. <gasps> maybe tomorrow I can do it for 15. Maybe the next day I might get to a minute. Maybe the next day or week or month, I could hold it out there for five minutes. Maybe now the whole thing about that is that the weight hasn't changed, but my ability to hold it, my ability to pump it, my ability to, to get through it has changed. And the, I, I use that analogy because of what you just said about people quitting when it gets hard. The problems will be there. The problems are pretty predictable in pretty much every business. Yep. And your ability to handle those problems, they don't get easier. You get better. Yes. And that's the trick, right? That's the trick. Um, and I think that's that's a key component of business freedom for you when you help people through to see that they're just problems to be solved. And like, they're just a thing, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, as long as people understand that we are an evolutionary species, right? So we are going to evolve to the next level. Yeah. And if you think about us being an evolutionary species, what got you here will not get you there. Yes. You know, and I don't know who coined this first, um, but it's a brilliant thought process. It's like, if you've ever played a video game, Every time you get to a new level in the video game, you've got to learn the skills, get the weapons, get all the stuff for that level. All the stuff that you brought with you to that point is going to get your ass whooped going through that game at that level. So now you've got to go learn and acquire all the new things to be able to beat that level. Life's the same way. You know, level so up. You got to level up. That's it. That's where the whole idea comes from. And I wish I could, I wish I could give credit to whoever told, I heard that the first time, but, uh, but that's the idea is you literally as an individual have to evolve and only way to evolve is to go do the hard things. And it's what's interesting about that is that you don't abandon all those skills or all Correct. the weapons or all the acquisitions you've made along the way. Um, you build on them and, and <laughs> that way it's sort of like, you don't get from level one to level seven, you work your way through level one yeah, to absolutely. level seven. I, I, uh, used to teach martial arts and, um, occasionally I would teach it. Uh, I taught it to adults. I taught it mostly to kids, um, through the parks and rec department. And occasionally I'd get a parent coming to me going, well, what, what does it take to get a black belt? Like how, 
you know, how can, how can, you know, my, my kid get a, get a black belt. And I'm like, well, for eight bucks, I can give him a black belt. <laughs> right. It's like here, yeah. you, you could buy you a go. black belt. Here you go. It's like, well, that's, that's not what I meant. I'm like, awesome. I'm glad because for everybody, they go through a process. You have to learn and it could take, you know, I was being sort of smart and, and, um sarcastic obviously i didn't do it to every parent but there were some that were like oh just you know my child deserves a black belt how can they get a black belt and when they would approach me like that like this is i want them to advance really fast it's like your child will advance and you know any student and if you think of yourself as a student of your business you will advance as fast as you will advance yeah and (laughs) you gotta show up and do the work and um hopefully you enjoy it and you know right but a friend of mine lord franco has got like 55 best-selling books and she's a, a third or fourth degree black belt in taekwondo she gave me a phrase once upon a time that i love she said a black belt is a white belt with the skills of a black belt mm. meaning you got to go back to the white belt uh, you don't know shit mentality yeah. it's true yeah no i'm a i'm a fourth level black belt and the the idea is that when you reach black belt a lot of people will quit it's like i got my trophy ta-da i'm a black belt yay me other people go oh i reached black belt that means i've just learned how to learn yes <laughs> so let me start here god that's a great phrase i learned how to learn yeah, that's the truth. That's the real truth, and it's the truth in business. It's in, it's the truth in a few. You know, I'm a big fan of curiosity, and it's like you keep yourself in this place of wonder and learning. You're going to stay out of judgment, and you're going to open more to wonder and learning. And um, yeah, this is amazing. So, Donnie, we are we we are uh, close to the end of our time together. Here's here's the question for you, which is. What do you wish I would have asked you? <laughs> what do you What are you hoping to uh, impart as kind of last last thoughts for the audience? And um, and if people want to reach out to you, how would they do that? So first, beautiful question. Thank you for it. And guys, if you're listening to this and you've hung out with me and Doc this long, do him a favor and share this episode out to one other person. I can tell you having my own show, the toughest thing in the world is growing your audience. So if you got any value out of this, any tip, something that worked for you, share this episode or one of his other episodes out and tell one other person to listen to the show. It'll mean the world to him. I would tell you, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Um, I would tell you the biggest thing, guys, is understand that you have to be the champion of your life. Uh, Nobody else is going to do this for you. Nobody is going to step in and help you get there. You've got to lean in and go find the hard moments in life and go do those hard things. When you get to those hard moments, realize that you're in skill acquisition phase And that you need to learn the skills. So understand that it's going to be a mental upgrade to go through that. But you have to go through that so you will evolve to get where you want to go. Be the champion of your success. Because the moment you realize that success is your fault and failure is your fault, you start winning. 
And that is taking ownership of your life. Go kick some ass, freaking put on your freaking big boy and big girl pants and get after it. And just knowing there's guys like me and Doc out here that are carving a big ass trail. And if you can't figure it out on your own, just follow what we do. Cause we're going to leave enough freaking things on the trees and whatnot. So you can find your way, follow us. We're going to carve a trail to make sure you get there. Thanks That's for awesome. having me on doc. Yep. So how do they find you? Uh, easiest way is go to donniebovine.com. So D O N N I E B as in boy, O I V as in Victor, I N.com. Uh, and it'll get to all of the social stuff, all of the sites, um, uh, and if you listen to podcasts, go grab a growth mode podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or YouTube. That's awesome. Um, I want to underscore two of the last things you said. One is, I mean, you've been, this has sort of been the theme, which is awesome. You have to be the champion of your life. You have to be the champion of your life. And then the other is to just really recognize, look, when it's hard, um, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's that you are in skill acquisition mode. Yep. And that, that if that's the trigger, if you can think of yourself, uh, you know, remind yourself, oh, this is hard. It's like, yes, now I'm in skill acquisition mode. This is hard. Okay, what skill do I need? Now you start asking the right questions and you get movement forward versus um, <laughs> getting into whining mode. This is hard. It's like, <laughs> yes, it's hard. Ta-da. Uh, so this is awesome. Good deal. Um, Donnie Bovine. And um, I, will put the, I will put your spelling in the show notes because... D-O-N-N-I-E-B-O-I-V-I-N.com is what you want to get to. Um, cool. Good stuff, Donnie. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Oh, dude, my honor. This was a hell of a conversation. Even, you know, got through the storm and everything. So yeah. thanks for thanks for having me on, bud. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate you being here. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, all right. Donnie Bovine has been my guest. We've talked about business freedom and a whole bunch of other things. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I am your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. We'll see you here next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P. Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your Powerful Presence Mentor.